0: This is Mission to Scale, a podcast that reveals the tools, mindsets, and strategies that organizations and funders need to make the most impact. Because the world's biggest problems need solutions at scale. I'm your host, Dan Berelevitz. This is a case study show that highlights how spring impact and mission-driven organizations work together to change more lives. Today's guest is Emma Ackerman, Funding Strategy Director at the National Lottery Community Fund. Emma started as a class teacher for the early years and brings those lessons from the front line to the fund. The fund is the largest community funder in the UK and has invested 3.4 billion pounds in the last five years alone. Spring and the fund partner together on Scale Accelerator. Scale Accelerator is a six-month intensive training program supporting a select group of ambitious UK-based social leaders to build the skills, knowledge and mindsets needed to scale impact. Emma, great to have you on the show would love to hear a bit about the national lottery community fund and the work you do. It's been a, an important role you've had for the last couple of years at a difficult time. Um, and also how you ended up coming to the fund.
1: Thanks, Dan. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Um, So a little bit about the National Lottery Community Fund. Um, We're a distributor of National Lottery funding. uh, So that's the good causes money. Um, And we're established as a non-departmental public body by an Act of Parliament in 1994. So that's 27 years ago uh we've been in, in existence for quite some time uh we've come under a few different um, iterations and and guises uh but most recently in january 2019 and um, we rebranded as the national lottery community fund moving away from our sort of previous title which was the big lottery fund um and we did so really to put uh community bang in the middle of our, our title, uh, because essentially we're all about putting communities first and enabling them to prosper and th- thrive. Uh, so that's a little bit of background on, on us, uh, me, how I got involved, um, like many people, I um, my first sort of knowledge of, of the fund itself we've heard of the, obviously of the brand the national lottery but the, the the where the good causes money goes is perhaps not as well known so whilst i was working in the charity sector there was a, a little bit of a holy grail in trying to get a national lottery grant particularly a, a reaching communities grant uh, which could be um, up to five years so i'd heard about uh, the organization and when an opportunity came up at the fund to um, apply for a a position overseeing the Head Start program, which is a large scale investment into youth mental health, um, I jumped at the opportunity and I was successful in in getting that first role. I later then went on to see um, all of our strategic programmes um, across England, Um, Head Start was the first of those, Um, but they also include um, a number of sort of long-term impact programmes trying to tackle some of society's most entrenched social problems in different innovative ways, uh, supporting people really from birth through to later life. Um, So I had the privilege of overseeing that range of programmes for several years and then finally just over a year ago um, i was appointed into the position of funding strategy director Um, and my role now is to oversee all of the strategic design and development of our funding across the uk Um, so that uh, comprises how we deliver our funding through our systems for our policies our practices different programs that we deliver and also importantly it's about understanding our impact
0: That's wonderful. I know that we're going to have people in other parts of the world listening. What sort of scale are we talking about here? Because the the fund is is pretty large, particularly when it comes to the UK, I think.
1: Yes, uh, large scale. So we've just actually completed our uh, recent uh, impact report. And over the last five years, uh, we can say that we've invested over £3.4 billion into community funding. Um, That's enabled projects across every constituency in the UK, and it reaches around 5.2 million people. So... It is large scale funding. However, uh, the largest proportion of our awards are, in fact, uh, small grants of under uh, £10,000. So we operate absolutely at large scale, but a large proportion of our grants, are in fact, are very, very small.
0: So you've got a serious uh, roots in the community to be able to fund with those sums of money at that level. Your background is in education and child development. Um, and I know you've done work with special needs children as well. How did that training and that experience lead to where you are now?
1: That's a good question, and it's one I often get asked when people look at my CV, um, and I've had to learn how to tell that story. Um, What I can honestly say is that I've always worked with children and families and communities. And that's when where my career began, actually, uh, sort of 20 plus uh, years ago, um, back in uh, primary school education and working in early years. I, I guess I'm kind of agnostic as to which sector I work in. I don't what I've realized is I don't I'm not wedded to working in education or in statutory services or in a charity sector or, or indeed in the funding sector. What I do care about is the impact that I can personally have in the work that I do and to, uh, and the ability to sort of improve outcomes uh, for, I think, essentially more marginalised and disadvantaged uh, children and families. So I've, I've taken that with me through each professional move. And I guess what I notice looking back on my career is I've become more and more ambitious about the scale at which I, I can operate and affect change. And now being at the UK's largest uh, community funder, um, the opportunity and, and, and great privilege and responsibility that I have is quite uh, phenomenal.
0: That's wonderful. So we at Spring Impact have been working with the fund for a number of years. Um, I'm interested why would the fund support uh, in a non-monetary way? So fund technical assistance, fund uh, spring impact scale accelerator, which works with organisations over a, a period of months rather than just giving you know only direct funding?
1: So as I said, we, we are enormously privileged to have such a large amount of funds at our disposal, which means we can do many things and it's deeply important that we can fund directly into communities at that grassroots level. However, we're deeply aware that we cannot fund everything And we also have a public responsibility for good use and proper use of those funds. So we are also interested in funding others in order to support, I guess, as a a form of infrastructure um, uh, to the sector and to people and communities in order to be able to um, effect scale. And that's why we fund organisations such as Spring Impact and the Scale Accelerator programme because it enables us to make that money and that impact go further.
0: And why do you think Spring Impact's process of scaling is important versus a charity trying to scale on its own?
1: It's not easy doing things on your own. Um, I mean, the the recent uh, sort of example of what occurred during uh uh the pandemic is is in fact many people came together to do more together and i think what we realize is much more can be uh achieved together so i think first of all as a premise learning um and developing and trying to work towards a common purpose together with others is really key to our our thinking here as um a fund so what's Impressive, I guess, around a uh, scale accelerator and spring impact is the ability that you have to back-ambition Uh, you're backing people and teams and organisations that have vision, that have that level of proven impact, but perhaps not the time and the space or the tools to develop that thinking. And you do that with cohorts of people. So it's not just about working on a one-to-one basis, but by also working sort of collectively with others so that leaders can lead together, that can motivate each other, but can also at times look at common purpose and achieving things through partnership.
0: So I know there's been a number of organisations we've worked with over the years. I don't know if there's any that stand out um, to you, you've been particularly impressed with.
1: The example I think I would choose is Wevolution. Um, I was privileged enough to spend time with them on a discovery trip to India that was looking at how they scale their model of support to the self-reliance movement. The self-reliance movement is modelled on a movement from India, where uh, women are supported to uh, come together, work together, and save together in, in, in entrepreneurial collectives. It's had tremendous impact in uh, parts of, of India, and the founder of Revolution. I uh, wanted to bring that model to the UK and scale it over here. What I find fascinating about Weevolution's work is how they've taken this model, based in obviously a very, very different environment, and tried to see how it could have impact um, here in the UK. And in fact, it started up in, in Scotland, and. Interestingly, when I was on this journey with them, what became very apparent in terms of the success of the work in India was working in partnerships. So although they had a model and a set of tools and a support structure for the women who would come together in these collectives, the point at which things really, really took off and scaled was when they partnered with various NGOs and, in fact, the Indian National Bank. And that's when scale really took hold, and it's a, a substantive movement in those parts of India. What's interesting to watch here is how this organisation is now working with Scottish Government, um, other self-reliance group movements here in the UK and in fact across Europe and how by working together uh, with others and with partners they are the also growing the movement and the work here in the UK. And in fact, I've, I've heard Noel, who's the founder, often say that actually the ambition is, is not to need Weevolution, that there's a certain pivotal point at which the movement can run itself because it's working, it has the structures, it has the tools, and working together with partners, these entrepreneurial groups can in fact just run themselves. So I find that a fascinating model of scale and ambition it's not ambition for the organization it's ambition for the idea and for the model and for the impact it can have on women
0: so with someone like wevolution what would make them right to go on scale accelerator and to work with with spring impact
1: i would say their grit and determination to make this model work because they have seen it Thrive and expand in another country. They can see how it could work here. They are very aware of the barriers, and they're constantly looking for ways in which they can work around those and help to remove them. So I would say their grit and determination is really important. It's it's, it's not easy. This work isn't easy. Ambition and wanting to make a difference in people's lives is not straightforward. So I think you need that. Um, I also think they have the courage to try again and also fail and then try again and again. They are absolutely focused on learning in order to succeed. And I also think the ambition is very, very firmly for the women and the self-reliance groups and community not for themselves as an organization they're absolutely focused on the end purpose being to really help the self-reliance movement thrive and grow in this country and I think that's the kind of noble ambition that we should be backing. Uh, We're a community funder, we're here to support communities and people to thrive and prosper. We absolutely support the organisations that enable them to do that but we're very mindful of supporting organisations that firmly have their eye on people and communities.
0: I thought that was beautifully put. Ambition and really genuinely wanting to make a difference to the issue that you're that you're trying to tackle, keeping purpose in mind, grit, uh, learning as you go, experimentation, these are all things that make it a lot easier uh, to work with an organisation that they have the foundations that you can work from and really help them grow and increase their impact. Are there any other projects that you're particularly excited about at the fund at the moment? What are the the bright bright sparks coming out of a difficult couple of years?
1: And you're right, it's been a a difficult couple of years but i think what i've taken from the last couple of years is is the strength and ability that we have uh within our communities and that's been a beacon of hope i think throughout and continues uh, to be so i'm excited for the ways in which people have come together and can continue to come together over future years to to sort of tackle uh, some of the challenges that we have in our society, but also to be able to celebrate what we have Specifically, I'm particularly excited about our Climate Action Fund. We launched this in 2019 with a commitment to uh, invest over £100 million into climate action over the next uh, 10 years. We recently launched our programme Together for Our Planet in lieu of COP26, happening right now in Glasgow. Um, And that's a small grants programme, actually, um, to enable non-experts to take action and start thinking about what they can do around climate so we're looking to fund uh, projects that are examining transport, food, waste, energy and as I said previously recognising the vital role of this grassroots funding I'm really excited for how actually that can really spur people on particularly right now to take action around climate change as an example we've had previous sort of rounds of climate action funding in fact for larger ground sizes uh, but there's one particular organization cumbria action for sustainability that we are supporting um, and they have the set goal of becoming the uk's first zero carbon county by 2037 using our funds to facilitate uh, renewable energy schemes uh, establish ecotourism schemes in and around the lake district so Really excited to see how that work progresses and actually both the, the impact of, of of sort of longer term, large scale funding, but also small grassroots community grants to enable people, even though they may not feel expert or, or, or equipped, but to encourage and excite people about uh, taking action on climate.
0: Wonderful, yeah. I mean, climate is the issue of the moment. So that's great that the the, the foundation is backing that work. It's quite interesting. You've got this mix of community funding, but then at the same time, you know, given the size of the UK, you do want some of these solutions to really achieve some pretty significant scale. From a strategy perspective, how do you think about being a community funder, but at the same time wanting organisations to really grow and achieve great things?
1: We are privileged enough to have a large-scale amount of funds. So I think we can do more than one thing. Communities will always be front and center of our thinking and our funding. We will always have grants programs that that support uh, small scale grassroots community action. We're in a privileged position because we can look across uh, the UK and consider scale. I guess in a different way, so scale doesn't always mean that there's perhaps one particular methodology or way of doing things that is replicated, it can be jointly working towards a an area of shared concern or opportunity, such as climate action, which I sort of previously mentioned. So I think scale, for me, doesn't mean... Uh, taking one idea scaling it and applying it everywhere sometimes scale can be about working towards a shared common purpose and enabling people to be part of that movement or that collective learning and improvement program that enables them really to have maximum impact and we do support a lot of joint learning and evaluation across our work so that we can do exactly that so that we can understand actually our impact not just on a sort of story by story um, organization by organization basis but understand what our collective impact is
0: anything else you'd like to share about working with spring impact or the potential for skilled impact
1: we often get told how important that first grant is that we backed and uh, believed community ideas and the notion that local people could bring about local change we don't always get to see how that story ends we can't fund forever Um, so I think it's really exciting to be working with an organization such as yours who help people to continue that journey and that through our funding to you we can see that sort of continued scale and impact grow
0: Spring Impact and the National Lottery Community Fund have partnered together on Scale Accelerator for five years. We've learned many important lessons and there are some wonderful case studies of organisations that have achieved significant success. Please visit the Scale Accelerator page on the Spring Impact website for impact reports and more case studies. I really hope you enjoyed this Mission to Scale case study recommend it to a friend thank you so much for joining us and i'll catch you all in the next episode this case study episode of the mission to scale podcast is produced by collectivo if you want to learn more about our work at spring impact visit springimpact.org and follow us at spring impact on twitter